Peace, power, and prosperity, family. This is Amir, the Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin block bully, coming to you once again with an early rising crypto update. And we're going to be bringing to you and presenting to you the Token Taxonomy Act, uh, delivered by myself. We're added commentary from Brother D. Duncan. Um, and what this is, is a bill that is trying to be passed through legislation. Um, what we're going to do is I'm going to open this up. First and foremost, Brother D. Duncan, how you doing out there, my brother? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing very well. It's a great time to be alive if you understand what's going on in the world. Oh, hey, we... The first thing that I believe that we have to come to a realization is that we have to have comprehension to even really know what's going on. Because you can look at it from an outside level or look at it from, from an inside level. And, you know, that's what brothers like me and yourself try to do is give them that inside look of what's really going on instead of looking at it from the outside view. So um, before we get straight into the Token Taxonomy Act, it's a couple of stories that I wanted to bring to the family just to put on record um, that have... In a sense, it's, it's easily it's easy for me to segue into the token taxonomy app um, through these two stories. So the first one is pertaining to smart contracts and actual contracts. And the story was brought to us by it was this Coin Telegraph, and it was dropped on the eighth. And it um, is in, entitled "Smart Contracts Are No Problem for the World's Legal Systems, So Long as They Behave, behave Like Legal Contracts." So one would say, "Okay, what's the difference between a smart contract and a legal contract? A contract is a contract, right? Contract makes the law." Um, let's go into the story. It says cryptocurrencies have been a headache, if not a nightmare, for the law. Yeah, they've been giving the law a, 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 a run for their money. Um, and uh, I believe it was brother Coleman, crypto pimping, that first shared. He's the first person I see say that. Cryptocurrencies will not bend to the law. The law is going to bend the cryptocurrency. When I seen that, that was a very powerful statement because, I mean, it's just code. You're not going to get. And then it's, it's damn near like its own entity. But anyways, um, that was a rough statement. So we're going to get into the fact that laws are now being put in place to circumvent or go along with cryptocurrency as it is. Um, ever since Ross Albrecht launched the Silk Road online marketplace in February 2011. Bitcoin and its ilk have been distributing the ability of authorities to police the globe and to ensure that norms, regulations, and laws are being observed. For a while, it was believed that some, by some, that smart contracts, essentially, if, um, if then instructions written into and executed by, by blockchain, would do something very similar to the law itself coming into potential conflict with the globe's legal systems and their jurisdiction over our behavior. Very strong statement. Very strong statement right there. If you really comprehend law and how it's grabbed a hold of everybody. Um, however, in a blog written toward the end of January, law professor Gisela Rule argued that smart contracts don't necessarily conflict with traditional contract law. And that international law, specifically the European Union's Rome One regulation. Remember, we are under the uh, under the submission of Rome. <laughs> uh, and then, like when you read certain stuff, and you got certain like foreknowledge, when you read it, it means something totally different from because anybody else would just ran through that like Rome One regulation, like nah, like complete power. Um, but it applies to them. This was a rare affirmative statement that blockchain-based contracts can be seamlessly integrated integrated into the globe's existing legal frameworks all without there needing to be a significant overhaul of said frameworks but while other legal experts agree with rules overhaul analysts some questions whether it's still too early in the life of smart contracts to conclude that they won't cause problems for the world's existing legal frameworks what's more international law 
encompasses more than just the European contract law. Ha, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, while even within the UE, there's still the question of how individual member states will interpret and enact the wrong one regulation. And I'm going to tell you something that's real, real interesting about that, Brother Duncan and family. I promise y'all, I have not read this article yet today. Every time I bring y'all an article, it's fairly new, and I'm just reading it for the first time along with y'all. Um, since yesterday, but I opened up and actually shared a picture of it today, I have a um, contract law, selected source and materials. And today when I started reading, no, yesterday when I, when I first opened it up and I was picking the uh, chapter I was going to go to, I was um, reading over the principles of European contract law. That, that's that's kind of, uh, that's funny. That's funny. This is... um. Actually, a book that holds uh, several articles within the UCC Unified Com uh, Commercial Code uh, book. It got Article 1, 2, 3, 9, uh, Commercial Paper and Secure Transactions, which I, I su highly suggest anybody within the cryptocurrency world go read UCC Article 9, Secure Transactions. Definitely a very interesting read. Um, let's see. Moving right along. Smart contracts are legal contracts when they're legal contracts. Okay, I, I, I see the pair. I, I see. The, I hear the parable. I, I can agree with that. Um, the main claim put forward by Rule in her law in her blog was that smart contracts are subject to international law, with the Rome One regulation being the piece of law that determines the legality of all civil and commercial contracts in the UE. More specifically, she contends that Rome One is capable of assigning smart contracts to particular national legal systems, something that will obviously be useful in cases where it's not immediately clear where a smart contract has been in operation. Um, and this must be a quote. It will usually be possible to assign a smart contract to a particular legal system because the Rome One regulation does not rely on the place of formation or the place of performance to determine the applicable law. Meaning that it ain't about where you from. It's no, it ain't about where you at. It's where you from. So Rome One basically says they dictate law any and everywhere that they go. If anybody could read between that, um, but it resorts to connecting factors, namely party choice and habitual residence, which work reasonably well in a globalized and digitalized society. For the most part, other legal experts concur with the main thrust of her analysis. Stephen Meyer and Martin Eckert, blockchain legal experts at the MME law firm in Zurich and Zug, tell Cointelegraph that assuming smart contracts are actually contracts in a legal sense, then international legal frameworks such as Rome 1 regulation do obviously apply to them. That's interesting. Um, Professor Rowe has correctly stated that the Rome 1 regulation applies only to contractual obligations in a legal sense. They say via email. Therefore, the decisive uh, question is whether a smart contract can be a contract in a legal sense or not. Pointing out that, and, and, and the reason I'm going over this, right? Okay, it has absolutely nothing to do with price action in a sense. So it has nothing to do with y'all filling y'all pockets up. It has more so to do with allowing you to see what the advancement of these cryptocurrencies and this technology is versus just you being able to go buy and sell them. Because I think having a comprehension level of what you're really buying into may help you in the long term for those that are actually looking to the next 100 years and want to pass down any type of digital generational wealth to their children and grandchildren. I think having an understanding of these systems will actually help you in the decision making process of which cryptocurrencies to go after versus which candlestick is higher. You know what I mean? Um, moving right along. Uh, what did I leave off at? Da, 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 da. Pointing out that in general, a smart contract is a computer program recorded on a distributed ledger system executing predefined functions. Meyer and Eckert nonetheless affirm that three different kinds of smart contracts can be distinguished from a legal perspective, with the first two kinds being subject 
to the Rome One regulation. You need to work look up the word subject in the Black Law Dictionary so you have a a, a legal definition of what that word means. Um, and potentially other instances of international law because everyone over here is subject to the laws of the United States Constitution or the Constitution as it was written. So just look up subject. One, smart contracts of which the code directly represents the content in terms of the agreement. In this situation, the smart contract is a direct manifestation of the legal contract, meaning that it was forged or birthed out of the legal the, the legal contract from which it came. So the legal contract and then the smart contract came implemented after. Two, you have smart contracts that are intended to execute bilateral or multilateral contractual agreements made completely or partially outside of the blockchain in writing, orally, or by contract. And that sounds something uh, similar to like almost like an escrow. Uh, Brother Duck, you still with me? Um, in other words. A smart contract is legally enforceable if the terms of a legally binding contract are directly written into it or if there's an agreement between the relevant parties that is intended to uphold and execute such a contract. Otherwise, smart contracts are just programs not qualifying as contracts in a legal sense, which means the legal framework such as Rome 1 regulation do not apply to them. Nonetheless, um, this is a long ass. Let me see. I don't even know if anyone want to hear all this shit. Da, 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 international and national law. So, in a nutshell, family, basically what they're trying to get at is we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll use tort. We'll use the tort claim, for instance, right? Versus you having to go through the rigam rigmarole of a back and forth thing with you know the defense versus the prosecutor and having the judge be the um. The law of the land, if there was a smart contract or any type of contract put in play beforehand, I believe the smart contract would set precedence because it's, it is a automatic algorithmic function that functions without any type of human interaction. Whereas any type of mistake on anyone's side could not have been made except then outside of that contract. So with that being said, whatever the smart contract would be would pretty much trump anything else. In my opinion, in my uh, understanding of it, I don't know, but... That's basically where we're getting at here. So, um, brother Duck, you got anything you want to add on to uh, how the smart contracts are being uh, implemented with the with the law as it as it sits now, brother Duck? Can you with me? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, you uh, got anything you want to add on to uh, smart contracts um, as that it relates to the law? I foresee, I foresee something happening with um, smart contracts, both on the international scope. And national scope in, in countries, um, the need for attorneys to govern deals will go away. Mm. The need for escrows uh, to secure title to land and, and acquisition of corporations and businesses will go by the wayside, all because of this mechanism called uh, smart contracts. Um, title companies as well because all of these things can be loaded and uploaded on a on the blockchain and verified by the system itself which those roles were previously served by long-standing entities I mean you want to talk about I'll give you an example like Chicago title mm -hmm. right big, mm -hmm. big company here in the US um, if they have not I think it will be in their best interest 
to, to try to find a way to own a smart contract company that's tied to the blockchain. If not, they will be phased out just like a lot of other companies that are in that space would do the same thing. And so when you have no need for smart, uh, for people to do those type of services, the, the question remains is what if then land property is then uploaded and listed online on the blockchain, then you pair that with the smart contract closing mechanism you don't need real estate agents anymore mm. you see the domino effect yes sir yes sir and it is is hey this is that's the we'll look at that as the uh as the macro and i'm gonna tell you the micro with that right that's because that's on a serious level of you not needing human interaction and it's almost yeah. how I said earlier, how this thing is almost like an artificial intelligence and it's its own entity because whereas you used to need that that person there, that human, to facilitate this, that, and the third, they now knocked that out the way with this thing we call blockchain and smart contracts, correct? So yeah. much like how now within these some of these fast food restaurants, you don't need a cashier. You go in there, you press a button, you order what you want, you either mechanically with your digital um pay card, metal card, i.e. credit card or debit card, pay for your, 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 now what the thing I think that they haven't figured out at like Mickey D's and, and, and Murder King and all that is, um, Murder King. <laughs> I, I, meant, I meant to say, uh, Ronald McFilthy, but, uh, um, the thing they haven't figured out is how to get that food made autonomously. And I ain't even gonna say they haven't figured out. They just haven't implemented it yet, but almost like on a smaller level of the fast food restaurant. Now they got the drink machines, whereas they have the automated where it's got all the drinks in one big container and you press the button and it look that's that's the micro the macro is the law being governed by ai the macro is your everyday life being governed by AI. man is this right here serious definitely serious yeah. where this thing is going definitely but um moving right right brother diaz so moving right along into the uh next story security tokens versus tokenized securities and always uh -huh. remember the thing we have to comprehend, law is precise. Law is precise. The way you state and formate your words could mean the difference between two totally different, um, what am I looking for, uh, comprehension levels, or even what you're saying in a legal sense, you know what I mean? So this right here is definitely something that I think we need to go over. And this was brought to us by Coindesk. Um... Released on the second, kind of old, but definitely nonetheless as important. And it goes on to say, we need to get more serious about vocabulary. God damn, that was a mouthful. I'll be telling you, I don't be reading this shit before I bring it to y'all, but that was a mouthful right there. Um, the crypto sector has earned a well-deserved reputation for obf obfuscating. Now, let's see what that word means, because y'all already know me. I, me, personally, I don't know what y'all do. I don't like reading over words that I don't have a full comprehension of it then, because I don't have a full comprehension of the sentence if it's a word in the sentence that I don't know. So let's see what obfuscating means. Stupidity. Huh? Render, obscure, unclear, unintelligible. Okay, so dumb. All right, so the crypto sector has earned a well-deserved reputation for dumb, for uh, stupidity with confusing jargon and the use of... You see, how we, you see how you make something make more sense to you, family? By just figuring out what the word is and then substituting that word for a similar-like word. That way you can get more out of the sentence. But, um... For stupid and confusing jargon and the use of terms for hype for hype purposes has not helped. How many blockchains have chains of blocks? 
Even the term crypto, too, is confusing, implying cryptography, which is about secrets for public transparent protocols. <laughs> I like where they're going. You also have noticed a proliferation, proliferation of the term uh, security token. Proliferation. Just so we're all on the same page. Rapid increase in numbers. So you'll notice a rapid, rapid increase of the term security token. Platforms are gearing up. Issuers are doing their thing and regulators are paying attention. Last week, I attended a packed event in London titled Security Tokens Realized. And I believe Mr. Duncan, I know who was there, too, um, in which speakers used the phase to refer to a wide range of blockchain based assets. The, uh, the event coincided with the publication of a consultation paper by the United Kingdom's Financial Conduct Authority on the classification and regulation of crypto assets in general. Um, in fact, Brother Duncan, when, when we get to the bill, would you like to read certain excerpt, excerpts out of the uh, bill also along with me? Sure. All right. Uh, you want me to send a link to you? or do you, yeah, you can Okay, let me get that sent to you real quick. I'm gonna send it to you via uh, inbox real quick. Okay. Uh, if the family can give me one second, let me get this sent over to Brother D. Duncan. But um, de definitely good information right now being shared, family. If we got any comments, any questions out there, please please don't hesitate to ask. Um, even though I'm not able to read along with it as I'm reading, I believe uh, Brother Duncan, you are uh, watching the uh, chat. Okay. Let me uh, re turn my volume up down a little bit so we don't have a uh, right, right, reverb. All right, so I just sent that through to your uh, through to you. I got you. All right. Let me get back over here to the story. All right, where we at? Whoop! Hold on. Where do we leave off at? Proliferation is where we left off at. There we go. So you'll also notice they over they overuse the term security token. Platforms are gearing up. Issuers are doing their thing. And regulators are paying attention. Last week, I attended a packed event in London titled uh, Security Tokens Realized, in which speakers used the phrase to refer to a wide range of blockchain-based assets. And what this speaker or this uh, person is speaking on is that she believes or he believes that they are erroneously using this term to almost like... um. What's the, what's the term that we use in general, but it really, really, really doesn't have a general sense. I'll think of something in a minute, but that's basically what she's saying. Like, y'all really using that in an inquiry. Okay, person. <laughs> Real easy. We'll use the word person, for instance. Individuals out there think that the per word person just means one thing, meaning you and me, we're a person. But it's also, in all actuality and in the legal sense, incorrect. Person can mean um, anything from a corporation, an association, a partnership, an estate, a trust. And a number uh, of other things. You know what I'm saying? That's just a legal definition of the word person. So much like that, she's saying that they're using this not in the right legal framework. Um, the uh, story goes on to state, the event coincided with the publication of a consultation paper by the UK's Financial Conduct Authority on the classification of regulation of crypto assets in general. The authors reinforced the broad use of the term, defining it as any token that represents a recognized asset or investment concept. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again. They define it as any token that represents a recognized asset. What is a recognized asset, Brother Duncan? Can you give us an example? 
recognized asset would be something like gold, mm-hmm. silver, mm-hmm. Uh, any type of commodity, mm-hmm. real estate, any type of paper asset. Those are all what you would categorize as a recognized asset. Exactly. And then we also have an investment concept, meaning they are allowing you. Let's 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 stop for a second and break down the word concept and what the word concept means. Concept means it has not been materialized yet. It's still in its manifestation. It's still basically in the ethers. So it basically ain't there yet. So they're allowing you to now tokenize ideas, which damn that a whole crypto space is. Little do people know, brother Duncan. A lot of these coins just great ass ideas. Ain't no implementation. But then we look at Pundix, something like that. There is not. I'm telling y'all that's right now. There is not that many tokens. Like, honestly, man, I'm trying to think who really, really, really has a product out there. Who really, other than like, okay, Ethereum, you can build stuff. Okay, that's up and running. But I'm talking about a product that is going global. Um, 10X, they, 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 uh, CEO went down and got charged with all type of fraud. So their card is over with. So they don't count. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can't really name one that's doing anything on the level of Pundi X, but um, just allowing you to tokenize both physical assets and non-physical assets is something that I think we need to grasp our mind around and really comprehend what's going on. Because you could have ownership or control over said valuable items and you may want to tokenize them. You know what I mean? What's stopping you from tokenizing and throwing your, 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 not even that. You could tokenize your intellectual property. A lot of y'all don't even know that. I'm going to stop right there, though. Um, But we should be careful. Often when we say security token, we mean tokenized security. Both are compelling concepts, but they are not the same thing. Using them interchangeably is both confusing and misleading. That's the biggest one It's misleading because almost like the terms that we use today, um, when we are speaking in a court of law, tort, contract, whatever the case may be, the language ain't the same language as they taught y'all in school. So, You know, I think that, man, I'm loving the way this 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 story is going because it's exposing a lot more so than what they're just speaking about. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, Let me see. Where do we leave off? Uh, They imply different constructs, different investors and potentially different regulation and conflating the two isn't doing justice to either. Um, So what really is the difference between a security token and a tokenized? I already see it. A tokenized security. Ha. Okay, in the first uh, instance, token is the noun and security acts as the adjective or the qualifier. It's, man, I love this uh, speech shit. Uh, it's a new yeah. technology. Hey, because it, it, when you really go back and, and man, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm show something to y'all in a minute. It's an old test that came out that me and my son is taking right now from like 1985. And the questions they got on there, I guarantee the average adult right now cannot answer. This shit crazy. But um, I'm going to bring it up at the end of the build. Um, Let me see. So, so remember, remember what a noun is. Remember what an adjective is. You gotta, gotta, gotta really, really go back into grade school to figure out what's going. Because as we get older, and this is just the way that they teach us, we don't comprehend that they really run over things. The crash course just get you to answer whatever, 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 so that you know it for that momentary, and then you can really easily forget of it. Because a lot of us, if I've used words like conjunction, adjective, a lot of us wouldn't really be able to give the actual definition of what those words mean. And I was once one of those people as a grown up, you know what I'm saying? Couldn't get the definition until I start researching words, terminology, etymology. And I'm like, damn, we really don't even know what the hell we be saying out here. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, in the instance, a new um technology aspect is or should be the main focus. Some tokens are classified as securities. Others are not. And some are so new in concept 
that regulators struggle with which rules to apply. Um, I remember when I first got into cryptocurrency and I, I may still have the law, but I, I was reading the virtual currencies act and back then when you look at their guide, the FBI's guide to gambling with digital or virtual currencies, they were like, we have at their direct quote was we have as yet not, but it said something like, like we don't know yet. Like there's nothing. Right. We, we haven't. To do with that. Right, meaning it's lawless, meaning there is nothing governing it. Like you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. So that's um it's just it's real funny when we're reading right now that it, even now in the day of tokenized securities or security tokens, they're sort of like throwing it up for a toss, like shit, what is this? You know what I mean? Um right. you want to add anything, brother uh Duncan? No, go go ahead, go right ahead. Okay. Using them interchangeably is both confusing and leading. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Ah, we can't through all that. Uh, okay. A token that pays out dividends, right? Now, some tokens are classified as securities, others are not. And some are so new in concept, the regulators struggle with which rules to apply. A token that pays out dividends, a security, a token that confers access to content. Hmm, not so clear. So, what are some examples of a token that confers access to content? Um, Steam. Uh-huh. We'll use Steam, for instance. What is Steam? Is Steam a security? I mean, at the end of the day, it's just connected to a social platform that you're allowed to. I mean, it could be worthless. Yeah, you can give it to people for their um, post and whatever else. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, that doesn't exactly give it any type of value. You know what I mean? That's like if Facebook was to make a Facebook coin, what, what the hell would give it value? What would make you want to go and give Federal Reserve notes for this Facebook coin? At the end of the day, it just confers access to the content that's on Facebook. We get where we're going with this. So in the second, there are obviously securities. The function is the same as off blockchain assets. They just run on a different technology. This makes their regulations easier. As financial authorities around the world have pointed out, the technology is not the focus. <laughs> and I've said this, plenty. the use case is in a traditional. Remember, it's not the technology family. It's what the hell is the, the operation of this technology in a traditional security that is traded differently is easier to categorize and understand than a new type of asset that is making us rethink old definition. And that's what's giving the man, that's what's giving these old legal heads the flux right now, bro. As far as them implementing any type of new law, like they can't get out of their way of thinking of how old law, because all law is based off Christian theology, all law, contract law, everything. And for them to get out of the state of mind of what this and it was based on American jurisprudence, which came from jurisprudence, which originally came from the Moors. Um, I had to add that in. Um, but for them to try to have to tweak that now to this new, because like I said, this is artificial intelligence. It also grows with an intelligence, and it also makes us rethink the ways we are thinking, doing things. You know what exactly I'm saying? Right. And, exactly right. And, and that's what we're seeing right here. They're like, well, shit, we can't. Man, this is, let me go on. Um, if we keep calling them both the same thing, we are doing each a disservice. Taking it a step further, tokenized securities are putting a new wrapper around a familiar asset with a view to broadening the market and enhancing liquidity. It's not so much a new product for the regulators as it is a new distribution channel, which is much easier to approve. Security tokens, on the other hand, are a new product. The yes. challenge. Hey, yeah. Pay attention now. Peep game. The challenge for regulators and investors is much greater in that the ramifications and the risk are harder to figure out. This is not to belittle the innovation behind tokenized securities. On the contrary, their relative simplicity, they're simple, this shit is not hard, 
means that we are likely to see many enter the market in the short term. Haha, <laughs> Brother Duncan. And while supply is likely to outstrip demand, at least at first, their trading will help investors and regulators to get familiar with the blockchain based markets. So they basically got to open the door and let these things come in in order because you can't do any type of research on something that has not yet manifested. You can't be like, OK, we're going to pass a law on this, that and the third. And you don't even know how it's going to react. So they have to let these things go willy nilly wild west in order for them to then do data on it and then create the laws wrapped around the way that these entities operate. OK, pause right there. So let me let me fill fill in what you just said. <laughs> you know what twenty seventeen was? What was twenty seventeen, my brother? Okay, so if if we go back and look at the chart, I believe Bitcoin was around five hundred, which means five hundred and seven fifty Q two of this of last of that that year. Then we get into Q three, Q four. That's when we saw a parabolic move to the upside almost to twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That is exactly what you just described, Mr. Amir, is that we had a test run of the system. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it came to a point where so many people were onboarding in Bitcoin, if you remember, that it would take hours to clear the blockchain on Bitcoin. Yes. You guys remember that? Yeah, I, I remember when it was clogged. I got live feeds of watching it because you used to be able to, well, you can still do it. You can go look at the clogs and how many unconfirmed transactions there are on the blockchain. Yes, sir. I remember that, my brother. Right, right. So since that time, <coughs> the market went bare. Every major uh, crypto on the top, top, most of the top 10 cryptos have been quietly developing faster hardware why are why 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 are they doing that and all the while you're starting to hear from government you're starting to hear from the private sector sto 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 then you look at your commodities right you look at your hard assets i said this in a post yesterday reading the tea leaves I really believe that all commodities will be tokenized. Hey, not just commodities. I'm I'm, I'm gonna break one down even further down for you, brother Duncan. Yes. And, yes. And, and, and this is not to be scary or anything like that, family. But when we look at the amount of debt that the world is in, and how they have already numbered each and every human being. As a corporate entity, being your social security number in the UK, I forgot the name, man. They got the numbers everywhere, but don't don't think they're not going to then tokenize, i.e., property which is you, in the in the near future, and and, and allow it to, um, be a form of citizenship. <laughs> what's your, what's your token number? Don't think that shit ain't gonna happen, family. They're gonna. I'm gonna tell you what they're gonna do. They're gonna test run it on the inmates first. I'm gonna leave it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop there though. I'm gonna stop there. Go ahead, brother Duncan. Yeah, so I, I was just, that's very interesting that you, what you just said. <laughs> hey, look, the way my mind worked, Brother Duncan, hey, they not, <laughs> I need to stop it. I'm going to be honest with you. I really, really, really need to stop. Yeah. So, so you know, to go back to what I was saying with the with the test run, um, they, they, they found the flaws in the system, which was capacity. And they ran into scaling issues. So 
you have all of these new technologies, the Lightning Network and Casper for Ethereum. Um, you have X-Ray now for Ripple and all, all of these things to speed up the transmission of transactions on these blockchains. Well, what, what will make them, motivate them to do this? Because I believe that was a beta test of the system. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I really do. I really do believe 17 was a beta test of the system. We're going to see another test of the system going into 2020 to the, to the upside. And I believe, you know, based on the amount of infrastructure that's being developed on a blockchain side, mm-hmm. it's all digital infrastructure that's, that's being implemented, right? right? We're talking faster hardware, cheaper hardware. Uh, we're talking about... Um, you know, I'll, I'll use Pundiax as an example. You know, the mining rigs is, is really the problem with Bitcoin. You have to use these supercomputers. Right. There are other companies out now that are using nodes instead of mining rigs because they're more efficient, they're faster, they process transactions and confirm, confirm transactions at a much faster speed. Uh, another example is Binance Chain. I was watching CZ the other day, and CZ said <laughs> that one block confirmation, yes, mm-hmm. one, one block confirmation will take one second. One right. second to confirm a block on a, on his on Binance chain. Brother, that is, I've never heard that in crypto. Mm. The type of things where you get to that level. Where you can confirm transactions in one second, that that's that's called mass adoption type tech, technology and hardware, and so that's what's happening. That this is why, folks, family, we have not seen a bull run because the people that control this industry called blockchain have all been behind the scenes, developing better and more efficient technology to help scale in mass adoption. Did, did y'all hear what, what he just said? Dude, can, I hope you, I hope they can hear you clearly. I hope everything is coming through clearly. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, brother Tim, brother Kyle. I mean, brother Lyle. Peace, peace, peace. Grand rising to everybody. I'm glad we are all tuning in and catching this game right now. Did y'all hear what brother Duncan just spoke on? If not, this 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 is going on the podcast, New Money Matrix podcast. You will be able to listen to this later on for those that are listening in. But this right here, the man, the future, and it's not even the future. There's nothing but the now. That's the thing we 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 really hey we really need to quit saying that oh in the future man ain't no future. It is only ever the now, family. And this is what's going on right now. Let me show y'all something. This 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 even goes along with what I was speaking on with the uh, tokenization of humans. For those that are out there, my security party creditors, for those that know what the birth certificate actually is, check this out. Uh, hmm. So check this out. And tell me they're not, not going to be... Um, here we go. Tell me they're not going to tokenize each and every one of your offspring. For those that have really done the research on what the birth certificate is. And it's always Chicago and Illinois is at the forefront of these things. So what does that say, Brother Duncan? If you can see uh, on the screen. 
if it's come up yet, maybe a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit late. Um, for those, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all exactly what it says. Illinois launches blockchain pilot to digitize birth certificates. Stop it. What? Come on, man. I don't play with this shit. Hey, hey, I don't, I don't play with this, man. I'm telling y'all what they have in play here. I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send you some, some reading material on the birth certificate, brother Duncan. But uh, for those that don't know, like if you can ask my uh, 12 year old son, ask him what a birth certificate is. He gonna tell you real quick. It's a warehouse receipt. Yes, it is. <laughs> you are, you are property. You did sign a certificate. When you do the Black Laws study on what a certificate exactly is, it provides a certificate of ownership. So you signed a certificate, and whatever. Um, but uh, going right along though. Um, back to what we were talking about, security tokens. <laughs> so, so what? What are y'all gonna be? Y'all gonna be security security tokens or tokenized security? Man, this shit is deep. Oh man. Um, get it right along with the story. Let's keep it crypto though. Where did I leave off at? That's when the invention. Well, that, that's the thing. Uh, that there, there is a difference, right? Mm-hmm. The the cryptocurrencies and security tokens are not the same. Exactly. They're not. They're not synonymous at all. Exactly. This is something um, to where, like you were saying, the government government understands, right, that they cannot control cryptocurrencies. Facts. Right. Right. So why would we try to play in that pond when we have all of these stocks and all of these paper assets that's been doing us so well in their minds for so many years? Why don't we just create a system that we can control security tokens so this gives a company like tesla procter and gamble mm-hmm. johnson and johnson mm-hmm. uh amazon google microsoft all of the fortune 500 companies that are listed on the dow jones on the nasdaq all of these stock exchanges right they can now come over and have an, an STO offering, which is just like an ICO, but they own it. They, meaning the Securities uh, Exchange Commission, owns the, the right to regulate the, what goes on with these to- these tokens. And so the, this is the reason why we have, again, no trajectory really in cryptocurrency is because everybody's waiting it seems well not everybody let me let me rephrase that america is waiting on security tokens mm-hmm. the rest of the rest of the world is moving at lightning clip speeds against america when it comes to dumping the u.s dollar yes sir the petrol the petrol dollar how do i know this you can look at Venezuela. They have their own crypto for their country. It's nationalized. You can look at Dubai. It's, it's creating their own digitized version of, of the, the, the Dubaian dollar over there. Mm. You can also look at Iran. They just launched their own cryptocurrency that's backed by gold. I mean, the case, the case studies go on and on. If you're paying attention to what's going on in the news, you know, I don't watch news every day, but I do look for earmarks. And one of the things that I'm, I'm watching very closely is the nationalization of countries' dollars, meaning they're moving away from paper money and everybody's jumping into 
especially the sanctioned countries of the mm, world that dumping into digital dollars. Facts. They get man. They fa- hey, this right here. People don't understand what this is, brother Duncan. Like this is freedom. <laughs> this is sovereignty. This is the yeah. true definition of being ones and one's proper person and being right. able to operate and do commercial transactions outside the jurisdiction of anybody. Right. Right. See, see, people don't understand what, what would motivate. Think about it. What family, crypto family, everybody that's listening. What would motivate a nation, a whole country to dump paper assets, to dump dollars? I'll tell you simply this. It's because they don't own it. Facts. It's run by a banking Facts. cartel. Facts. And so when you don't own your own currency as a country and they levy these sanctions, and most people don't know what a sanction is. Basically, a sanction restricts you from commercial trade. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it restricts you from participating in the global market space efficiently. Right. There's a whole bunch of hoops that you have to jump through. It quilches or chokes your economy so that you cannot realize uh, growth every year annually. Right. And it's all because of these paper dollars. Who owns these paper dollars? It's the Rothschild organization over in Europe. The Rothschild banking family runs that whole economic central bank system. So you have these sanctioned countries saying to hell with this. We are going to digitize our money and get from underneath this craziness. And we're going to participate in global trading. Mm. What does that do for those countries? Now that they can trade globally, their gross domestic product begins to increase. Now that they can participate in a global market, now they can develop new technologies. These are things that the West does not want to see happen in these areas because most of the reason natural resources are in these areas that they no longer can control. This is what it all goes back to. It's the control of resource. Hey, hey, man, you either going to be with this or get ran over, I promise you. People are going to be living in a stone age, stacking them pieces of paper up, bro. Yeah. Like, you're going to be hot. Look, and I'm going to keep pushing this. If you have, if you guys are bringing new, new, new life into this world, get them a digital wallet, start stacking their digital wallet. It's cool to get them a bank account, but I doubt there's going to be any type of central bank in the next 18 years, family. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, I mean, I just posted an article before we started this, uh, this, this live that the Rothschild family just sold off their trust. What? They haven't, they haven't done that since World War Two. Somebody so, else. Hold on. Somebody else just did the same. Thank you, Brother Duncan. Thank you. Keep going. My fault. No worries. So you can go back to my page and look at the link. It's right there in my last post. Okay, let me go grab that. Let me go grab that because that is um, key. So they haven't done that since World War World War II. Okay. So if the Rothschild sells off their interests in their banking system, my question is, wow, what happens to the commercial banks in a in an economic collapse environment? That's the that's the post that I just put, right? Yeah, so if the, if the if the 
bottom falls out of the banks and the stock market, what's going to stop it this time? There will be no bailouts. No, because they just sold off. They just sold off their interest in the banking system. <laughs> Man, hey, you, hey, I'm gonna be honest with you. You just fucked my head up with that one, brother Duncan. Cause I, I, I man, look, look at look at, look at what, just, what just happened with Wells Fargo. You think that just happened? Mm, wow. No, nothing just happens. We've never seen nothing like that before. You see, all of a sudden, you you having Wells Fargo Bank since 2010 has had problems with their image with liquidity with stealing money from their their clients yes all 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 kind of lawsuits lady warren on the hill is just gave just gave him a death blow about 18 months ago just tore up the ceo in front of congress and the senate and ever since then things have been all bad for wells fargo okay so you had a lot of clients leave your bank liquidity is low right Mm-hmm. Now you enter into a bearish environment, folks. Make no mistake about it, family. We are in an absolute bear market when it comes to stocks, bonds, mutual funds, equities, all of these paper asset classes, right? So, yes, this couple of days ago was no that that was just a, a telltale sign of how much liquidity. That Wells Fargo has. That was a it's taste. Not, it's not much. It's not much. There are people that didn't receive their direct deposits <laughs> from their paycheck. And you want to know why, family? As I told you all in my book. Hold on. Let me. Oh, man. Go ahead, Brother Dunk. I'm going to bring an excerpt up out of my book. And I, I hope everyone out there purchased a copy because I go in directly into this in my book. Go ahead, Brother Dunk. Let me bring this up real quick, though. That's... I mean, I'm just. I, the, this, this is what I am sharing here, family. These are not my opinions, right? I bring you the documented facts of these situations. Everything I'm telling you, literally everything I'm sharing with you right now, you can pull it up on Google. And from the Rothschild selling off their trust to Wells Fargo not paying their customers, right? To all the nationalized currencies that I was talking about. All of that stuff is documented. Mm. It's not hyperboles. So, when you have this type of environment, my question is, what's going to happen when the hammer drops? Mm. If you remember in 2008, here's another example. AIG, the golden boy of all insurance companies in this country, came seconds away from collapsing now who is AIG that's the big insurance firm that most of the people on the hill have insurance policies with okay so we're not talking about a small firm if the if there is no liquidity in the market to soften the blow this time that means the insurance company is going to go under this time as well mm-hmm Along with the banks, y'all, y- do y'all hear this? 
Do we understand what's being said? So if you sit, if you think in 2019, if you have not retired and are on Social Security, if you think for one second that Social Security is going to be around in the next 20 years, if you think for one second that uh, government aid as far as Section 8 and um, what do they call it, food stamps, mm-hmm. all of these things are going to be around. I got news for everybody that's listening. It's not. It's not. So let so. me let, let me hit him with a little excerpt out the book, uh, family. This is from the chapter Bitcoin to Genesis. Out of chaos comes order, and I go on to state. Hey, hey, I'll be. Hey, look, brother. I wrote this book two years ago when I was like a baby. Did this stuff, and the stuff that I wrote in this book, I swear to God, I'm like, eh, it ain't nothing. But my my. I, I knew more than I thought I knew. You get what I'm saying? Right. But um, right. I go on to say, Bitcoin was created in the aftermath of the 2008 financial crisis, where a number of banks and other financial institutions failed across the world and had to be bailed out by the governments and left us, the, tax pay- the taxpayers, to foot the bill. Yes, we were the ones who ate the debt once again. On one term, we should be familiar with family as fractional reserve banking. Right. As a result of this, I mean, as an example of this, say you give the bank $10,000. The bank doesn't actually keep it all. It is allowed to legally spend up to $9,000 of your money and only keep $1,000. In the United States, the reserve requirement or percentage of net deposits the banks are actually required to keep in liquid financial instruments, which is all the fu- that's all cash. It's a liquid financial debt instrument. It's an instrument. Liquid means how many actual Federal Reserve notes are there. Free cash for withdrawals. Is generally 10%, fam. They only got 10% of y'all money in them banks, man. Yeah. yeah. So do your due diligence and research. Just for example, if a bank's net worth, right, is a million dollars, the bank only needs to keep $100,000 in cash on hand at any given time. <laughs> so basically, banks stay open by utilizing our money. So let's say, hypoth- hypothetically speaking, if every customer at the bank where you bank at wanted to withdraw all of their money at the same time, it would be impossible because the bank doesn't have it. A bank can quickly become drained of all its liquid funds. Why not become your own bank? And family, this is an excerpt out of the book, The Puzzle, Revised 2.0. This is out of the uh, chapter, The Genesis, Bitcoin and Genesis, Out of Chaos Comes Order. If you haven't grabbed this book, you definitely need to. It's definitely got some jewels in it that once I reread the book myself, I'm like, damn, I'm mad. It's, there's some jewels in here. <laughs> but, um, you know, family, that's how the bank works. These are facts. This is not opinion. This is not conspiracy theorists. Like some people would think this is a conspiracy theory, but they're digitizing the uh, birth certificates in Illinois. But um, no, nah, these are just facts, family. Also, I just posted, uh, I went to the page, The Creature from Jekyll Island, a second look at the Federal Reserve. I suggest, and people looking at the cut, that's $109. It's 34 Okay, get the audio CD for 18 bucks. Better yet, if you really can't find it, I will send you the PDF file for a donation price. So if you if you really want to get into this, this is definitely something that you want to uh, check out. Um, getting right back along with the story. Now, this one right here is definitely something I'm going to have to come back. I'm going to mix this in with another story. This Rothschild selling their trust services. Man, family, if y'all only knew how important, like... That's that's man. That's that's scary in a sense when you understand what what this system is held up by. 
Um, let me get get through with this story that we're going to get right over the House Resolution 73 for 56 family. We've been going on an hour. We haven't even got to the actual bill yet, but don't worry, it's coming. Um, drawing an analogy from the development of the Internet. Token, these is jewels, though. It don't even matter. Like we haven't even gotten to the meat and potatoes. Um, tokenized securities are like the attempts to re replicate print magazines online. Access was fundamentally changed and the contents reach was multiplied, but the format was similar. Security tokens are more like those applications that nobody could foresee. Snapchat, Twitter, Tinder, and connected dog collars that monitor your pet's finance. I mean fitness, excuse me. Both concepts are useful, but only one changed how we run our lives. Peep that. Dig that. Change how we run our lives. Man, that's hey. Um the same with blockchain-based assets. Both will transform market capital markets, improving inefficiencies and access, but only one will change what we understand capital markets to be. To give the concept of security tokens the support and space it needs, we should clarify what we mean by the term and stop lumping everything with security-like characteristics under its umbrella. Tokenized securities are already here, and we are likely to see a lot of progress in this front of the in in this front over the coming months. Security tokens, on the other hand, are still finding their place on the innovation scale. Mm. Their needs only uh, their needs are different from their more uh, familiar brethren. And the sooner we start separation, separating the concepts, the sooner we can get our minds around the potential ahead. So, family, that right there. I mean, just them two stories alone brought out. An hour long conversation, two stories that were probably five minutes apiece. You understand what I mean? That's called building. That's all. That's, that's called creating a foundation with which you can stand on when you're able to get with individuals and build on such subjects like this. Um, music nowadays. If I don't listen to music and I can't go into a, a conversation like we just had about security tokens about the music, I don't even listen to this shit because that means it has no substance. That one article we just read brought out so much sus substance out of me and brother uh, D. Like, <laughs> go fill your cup up, man. Yeah. No, fill your cup up. Um, what we're going to do before we get over here to the Token Taxonomy Act, because I'm running up an hour on the uh, podcast already. I'm going to end my podcast uh, real quick, and I'm going to uh, start a new one and just connect it with the old one. That way I can continue on with the uh, recording. Brother Duncan, if you want to take over and... um. Feed anything to the family while uh, I uh, get this situated? Sure. Thank you. First of all, um, I want to check the, want to check the, the group. Does anybody have any questions? Because, you know, we can talk about this stuff. But what, yeah, what, what kind of questions do you guys have, if any? 